0: It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. This song just sounds to me like it should be made into a Muzak song. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show. My name is Joe Burns, broadcasting from the campus Southeastern Louisiana University, flagship station, KSLU, of the 14-station Rock School and Network. I am by myself today. As we told you last week, Monique is with child, and because of that, she takes her sicknesses a, a whole lot more serious. Well, she woke up this morning not feeling so wonderful, and because of that, decided to take the day off. And because of that, I am all by myself. One thing follows the other. So, Rock School will just be me today. Today flying solo. So let me tell you what we're talking about today. Those of you who like music probably also love making fun of Muzak. Remember Muzak? M-U-Z-A-K? How many of you think Muzak isn't even around anymore? No, 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 no. Muzak is certainly around. As a matter of fact, if you've gotten on an elevator or you've gone into certain businesses, Muzak is certainly there. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, no, they're playing Pandora now or they're playing what have you because it, it doesn't sound like Muzak anymore. It isn't horrible versions of Sting songs or horrible versions of Paul Simon songs with an oboe playing the melody. Well, it's because Muzak has grown up. Muzak has become a completely different animal as of late. Muzak, formerly Muzak Holdings, is now a subsidiary of Mood Media. What do they do? Well, they put together music in the same way that Muzak used to do, but they now do it so you, the customer, will be more susceptible to advertising and more susceptible to purchasing the stuff you see in the store. It's all underhanded, but Muzak came from somewhere. So today on Rock School, I'm going to tell you all about the music, where Muzak came from, why it sounded like it did for all those years, and what it sounds like today. And when you're listening to Muzak, what you're actually being told to do. That's the point of Muzak. It's to make you do something. So what am I going to play? Oh, geez, don't play Muzak. Now, I'm not going to play the Muzak versions of songs, but Musac does have playlists, believe it or not. The songs I'm going to play today are called from the list What's Playing Now on the Rock Show channel on Muzak.com. Seriously, go to Musac.com. They have these different channels that you as a business can buy, and one of them is called Rock Show, and... You can either get the actual versions, or you can get Muzak versions of these songs. I'm not kidding. We start with R.E.M. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Can you imagine this being played by an oboe? Neither can I. So let's play the original. It's R.E.M. on Rock School. What's the frequency, Kenneth? This show things are trade. talk talking Muzak here on Rock School. Yeah, yeah, I know Muzak. It's the stuff that's in the elevator, right? Well, yeah, but it's also inside of restaurants. It's also inside of businesses, and it's not the same terrible music you remember. Well, some of it is. Let, let's get into it. Here's a background of it. There's this guy. His name is Major General George Owen Squire. I'd you like to have that title? I'd you like to have that name. It goes on forever. He's born in Dryden, Michigan, and he got a PhD from Johns Hopkins University in eighteen ninety three. Oh yeah, way back. That's before radio, isn't it? Yeah, actually it was. He was credited with inventing telephone carrying multiplexing. What does that even mean? Well, what it is is several audio streams being carried on a single stream like a telephone wire. Think stereo. A single telephone wire carrying at least two streams. Thus, you could bring in either stereo, which they didn't have at the time. So you could bring in, since you didn't have stereo, multiple channels of music. You could have sort of A and B or A, B, and C carrying multiple streams of music. By today's standards, it's a who cares. But back then, this was a monstrous thing. You mean instead of having multiple radios, I could have one wire and bing, bing, bing? I could do three different ones? Fantastic. So here's what he did. He set up a test in the Lakeland section of Cleveland where people were able to receive a series of radio broadcasts over a single source back in 1922. Great. The problem was nobody wanted to pay for it. Why on earth would you want to, even though it was one single source and multiple channels, why would I do that if I could just take a radio and put it inside of my business or my home or my what have you and just change the channel? I can only listen to one thing at a time, so... Why would I pay for this? Which made old Major General George Owen Squire, again, you have to say the name each time. It's it's too long and too beautiful. He stopped and said to himself, okay, well, what in the world am I going to do? I have this delivery device. It doesn't seem like it's making me any money. So what he did is he pitched it to businesses. Why? Well, it wasn't so much the delivery device that was going to make him any money. He theorized That if he could play the right type of music, he could make employees work harder. He called it the proper music. If the proper music was played to employees, the company's people would work harder because they were properly motivated. He actually performed a 1937 study that proved this. Well, you know, he paid for the study. Of course, it proved it for him. And so that's how it got underway. People began to receive this music. George explained to them, yes, this is the music that will make your people work harder. And that's how music got underway. It wasn't for shoppers right off the bat. It was for workers. So that's where music got underway. Would Sweet talking Woman make you work harder? Hmm? I don't know if it would me or not, but according to the What's Playing Now Rock Show channel on Muzak, that's one of their most popular ones, and it sounds like this on Rock School. talking Muzak here on Rock School. By the way, the name Muzak came from the words Music and Kodak. Kodak was a huge company at the time, and Major George put together Music and Kodak, and that's how he came up with Muzak. I talked about how Major George sold his idea of playing this kind of music to people in businesses. The war effort during World War II decided to give this a shot and found a 6% increase in productivity when this Muzak music was played. So once the government said, wow, this is something fantastic, businesses went bonkers for it. Also, you know how people make fun of Muzak being played in elevators? Well, why did it get played in elevators? Elevators scared people. Elevators were relatively new things in the early 1900s and before the, the Second World War by putting the correct music, the proper music, into elevators, it was found that people calmed down, calmed their nerves. So Muzak was originally put in elevators not to just sort of pass the time and make you forget that you're sitting in this box. It was meant to calm your claustrophobia and make you a little calmer. So there. Now, I said that people, when they were at work, would listen to Muzak and this would somehow help with their productivity, how did they know? Well, MuseHack started doing research into something called stimulus progression, where each song was given this rating in terms of its stimulus value, how it would stimulate you to work or stimulate you to buy or stimulate you to listen to an advertisement, blah de blah When Museek programs music, they do so in 15-minute blocks sort of assembling these songs so that it heightens work appeals at certain times. Each section ends with 60 seconds of silence so that the audience can reset, i.e., you know, we really want high productivity here, and then at the end of it, ah, you get 60 seconds to calm down. In case you're wondering, the fastest segments are played between 10 and 11 And three and four, when statistically people need a lift. After 6 p.m. is also an uptime. Other than that, the purpose of the music is simply to keep people moving forward. The music, the stimulus progression of the music is just you know enough to keep you going forward. But between 10 and 11, 3 and 4, they pump it up and they sort of boom and they make it go a little bit harder so that when you're down, you won't get up and go get a cup of coffee. The music is enough to make you rawr, get up and move along. I don't know that that happens, but, you know, there you go. So let me look down my list here of the songs that Muzak plays on their rock thing. Let's see if I can grab you a, a song that's kind of hard here. That uh, Oh, David Bowie, the Gene Genie. I don't know. Would that be hard enough between 10 and 11 in the morning to make you work a little harder? Hey, the Gene Genie's playing. Let's go outside and break rocks. Right, right here on Rock School. <laughs> All right, coming up into the first break here on Rock School as we talk about Muzak. I actually thought about throwing in a Muzak song, and then I thought to myself, I could just hear the giant sucking sound of people running from the radio. So I won't be playing any Muzak right in the middle of it. And speaking of a giant sucking sound, have you ever wondered, especially those of you who are my age and can remember Muzak from the 70s or maybe early 80s, when it was just really terrible? Have you ever stopped and thought to yourself, who records this stuff? Where does this stuff come from? Here's your answer: Seattle. There is a studio in Seattle where hired guns, musicians, I mean, professional studio people, come in, sit down, and record this stuff. It, it's a, it's a job. You have people who are hired guns that come in, and the sheet music is there. They know the songs. It's not like you hear brand new music. Nobody comes on to Muzak and says, "Time to break this new song by guy who writes crappy music." They're all songs you know, and the oboe player of course always gets the leads. So, if you're an oboe player, this is this is your thing, I guess. In the 1970s, again, if you're my age or maybe a little older than me, if you remember Muzak really stinking up the joint in the 1970s, here's why. Americans always recorded this stuff. That makes sense. The studio's in Seattle. However, in the 1970s, as a money-saving choice, the company decided to stop hiring American union workers, i.e., union, you got to pay them a certain amount of money. And they went with a Czechoslovakian orchestra. So they sent the music over to Czechoslovakia. Here's the problem. The Czechoslovakian musicians, although they were fantastic musicians, didn't know any of the songs. So they played the music as it was written on the page, which makes the music sound extremely mechanical, extremely digital, not very good. There was no groove to it, what little groove music had at the time, but it just sounded bad. So if you remember music from the 70s stinking a lot more than it actually does... There you go. There's your reason why. So WMCE, Erie, Pennsylvania, thank you for running the radio show. And also up in Pennsylvania, WXZY in Kane, PA. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Get us on Facebook, search Rock School Radio Show, and like us, you really like us. Back in a minute with more about Muzak, more than you ever wanted to know here on Rock School. More about Muzak here on Rock School. In the 1980s, 70s were sort of the heyday of Musac, and the 80s were doing pretty well. But in the 1980s, sales began to slump, and one of the largest retailers to use Musac began to say, Hey, it's not working anymore. Marshall Fields, that was a huge department store. Well, Musac decided, Hmm, something has to be done. So they hired a new programmer, a woman by the name of Jane Jarvis, who was herself a professional musician. And what she did was decide, You know, we've got to offer not only the the Muzak, the stuff that you know, the really bad sort of instrumental stuff. But she decided to start offering for the first time voice. And she either had Muzak that was created with voice or the actual songs. She began programming original artist music as well and the real stuff and had some success. However, there are still places where the original Muzak Music, if you want to call it that, is extremely popular, namely Japan. There are radio stations, not just elevators, not just businesses, but radio stations that program the original Muzak music. People love it. So, you know those t-shirts that say, I'm big in Japan? Muzak, the original stuff, is huge in Japan. So you can either take that as a reason to go to Japan or to not go to Japan. Here's a song. When I saw this on the list of the songs played on Muzak, I thought to myself, what played the guitar part? Tell me it was a guitar and you didn't try to get a cello to play this. It's, it's Chicago, 25 or 64. How, how'd they do it? I'm interested. Was it a cello? Did you bring in a contrabass? Was it somebody going do doo doo do do? Ed I'm wondering it's, it's Chicago on Rockxville. bottom of the hour here on rock school i'm all by myself today as we told you last week uh, monique is doing the show for two she is with child and woke up feeling bad today and because of being with child she is taking all of her illnesses very very seriously as she should so i am joe burns and here in just one second we're going to do seven days in 70 seconds for you however one little blip of information about muzak if you are one of the people who are slowly but surely moving against Ted Nugent because he is moving away from music and sort of reconfiguring himself as a political pundit, if you don't like his heavy right-wing politics, well, I'm going to give you a reason to relove Ted Nugent. In the late 1980s, Sweaty Teddy made a bid to buy Muzak with the full intent to shut it down. There you go. So if, if Teddy has bothered you lately... <laughs> There's a reason to re-love him again. Once again, it's time for seven days and 70 seconds. Something that happened on all of these rock and roll dates, October 20th through October 26th. Since I'm by myself, I have Monday. Go. October 20th, 1977, Ronnie Van Zandt, Steve Gaines, Cassie Gaines from Leonard Skinner were all killed along with manager Dean Kilpatrick when their rented plane ran out of fuel and crashed in a densely wooded thicket. October 21st, 1972, Chuck Berry started a two week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with My Dingling, his first and only U.S. number one. October 22nd, 1966, The Supremes become the first female group to have a number one album on the U.S. chart with The Supremes a go go. October 23, 1995, Def Leppard gave themselves a place in the Guinness Book of World Records by playing three gigs in three continents in 24 hours Tangier, London, vancouver october 24 1989 nirvana play their first ever european show when they appear at newcastle's riverside club in northeast england october 25 1964 the rolling stones appear for the first time on the ed sullivan show from new york performing around and around and time is on my side by the way a riot broke out in the studio prompting sullivan's infamous quote i promise you they'll never be back on our show again October 26, 1991, legendary rock concert promoter Bill Graham is killed when the Bell 206B Jet Ranger 3 helicopter he was riding in struck the top of a Pacific gas and electric transmission tower near Sears Point. And that wraps up 7 Days in 70 Seconds. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. This song just sounds to me like it should be made into a Muzak song. I don't know why, it just screams out to me that it should be a Muzak song. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa. It's Bob Seger, Night Moves on Rock School. I was a little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hauling the now. And I'm pretty high Coming out of Bob Seger again. Sorry. I know. It it just sounds to me like it should be a Muzak song. Here's a couple neat little pieces of information. It was Muzak that broke the news in 1981 that the American hostages were released from Iran. Jarvis, if you remember, I told you about a woman named Jane Jarvis who was brought in to reprogram Muzak. She was the person who broke in and released the news herself. That was the first time Voice went over the air on Muzak, and it was them who talked about the American hostages. Also, for the first time in 1985, Muzak acknowledged, I don't know how else to use the word, acknowledged terrestrial radio and played We Are the World along with everybody else in order to raise money for hunger and famine in Africa. Now, let me tell you a couple other things here. In the 1990s, the company completely restructured itself and offers almost 100 channels of music via satellite or IP delivery, internet protocol delivery. You can custom pick, if you wish, whatever music you wish to come into your business or your restaurant or what have you, whatever you want. However now the wires have been dropped by today's standards. There is no more IP delivery and Muzak has been sold to Mood Media and they retired the name Muzak because it has such a bad connotation. You don't buy music anymore. You buy Mood Media. And the company now provides not only music for your elevators, for your business, for your, you know, your company, not just where customers are, but inside of your business where people are working. They also provide on hold messaging and video programming but still if you wish you can have piped in music basically where people are where your people are working and all of that kind of good stuff here's dave mason this was also on their rock channel dave mason on the rock channel okay fine fine i'm you know hey i'm not here to judge we just disagree (laughs) here on rock school All right, coming into the second break here on rock school let me give you just some straightforward muzak facts this is just stuff you need to know the term muzak the brand muzak has equal recognition to Coke and Kleenex those popular brands are equally as recognized as Coke and Kleenex however over 50 percent of the people who state they know what the term Muzak means show a negative response to it. I told you earlier that Mood Music dropped the term Muzak. Probably a smart idea. If 50% of the people who would use your product state they don't like it, smart idea. There are people who will not sell their songs to Muzak. Now, you have to have a pretty good hand inside of your music to do it, because if you don't own your music, the publisher can just simply sell your music. I mean, you can scream and yell if you want, but as long as you don't have a hand in it, there's not much you can do. Bruce Springsteen's a big holdout. He has said no to Muzak. Paul Simon, however... You know, states he knows a hit when his music plays, so he has sold his entire catalog along. President Johnson liked Muzak so much, he had it piped into the White House. So during the Johnson administration, you could hear really, really bad music. Andy Warhol claimed music was his favorite music. You know, come on, it's Andy Warhol. He's having a good time with you. Uh, Studies have showed that milk and egg production increases when Muzak is played to farm animals. (laughs) And convenience stores in Canada have been known to play Muzak in order to keep away teens. I've heard the same thing that... malls and certain stores will play barry manilow to keep away teens i don't know see that 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 sounds like it might just be a little bit of hooey to me here's a couple that are listening to us kscl shreveport thank you and wbsd burlington wisconsin thank you thank you we'll be back in a minute with more on muzak on rock school Okay, last break here on Rock School, and then we'll wrap up by playing a couple songs that were on the What's Playing Now Rock Show channel on Musac.com. Actually, Mood Music. That's the company that, as I said earlier, has purchased Muzak, and the term Muzak has been retired because it's not looked at real well. You know, you think to yourself, I'm, I'm being manipulated by this music. Don't Don't be knocked out by that. You're being manipulated all the time. Advertising is attempting to manipulate you. Your friends are trying to manipulate you. Do this for me, you know. Come and do this. Uh, it, it, just about everything's attempting to manipulate you. Just today, walk around and see how many advertisements you you are availed to. Everything from what's what's on the front of people's T-shirts to billboards to what have you. Just because a piece of music has a certain tempo to it or a certain you know a certain beat to it at a certain time. Time of day doesn't mean you're going to rise zombie like from your chair. Yes, must work harder. It's, you know, don't, don't be so taken back by that. I, I, I understand that it, it seems so much more nefarious than it is. I hear people state that because the music's in the background, there must be subliminal messages to it. I I don't buy that at all. Why on earth do you believe or do some people believe that subliminal messages are going to make them do something? They're subliminal. I I just don't think we're going to be moved by that. You go into a Kmart and people believe, oh, there's subliminal messages. But then there's a huge announcement over the speaker that says jeans are on sale in aisle three. That's what's going to move you more than the subliminal message that says, keep buying, keep buying, if there even is such a thing. So here you go. In terms of music, why is it even needed? Why can't you just go into a business and click on a radio or click on Spotify or click on Pandora? Why don't you just do that? That's free. Why can't you do that? Because of royalties. As a business... You can't just turn on a radio. And I know what you're saying. Well, yes, I can. Well, yeah, you can. But if you're ever caught by the ASCAP people, or you're ever caught by the BMI people, you're, you're going to be in a bit of trouble. They will sue you and they will ask for back royalties. By using this service, by using Mood Music, by using Muzak, you're in good standing and you're not getting into any trouble. Muzak today sounds a whole lot like hit radio. Or does hit radio sound like music? Mm. It's actually a good deal to use it. It keeps you legal and keeps things good. So that wraps up the show. We'll run out with music. I hope Monique is back next week because doing this by myself makes me queasy. That's going to wrap it up. I'm Joe Burns, and class is dismissed.